welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk and daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. Just as we start this series, last summer we did a series on the fruit of the Spirit. And while it, I just want you to know that as we teach from here, um, we learn so much. And one of the things that I grasped as we did the fruit of the Spirit was if I have the Spirit of God living in me, then I have the fruit of the Spirit in me. I know that makes common sense, but that also then means when we look at the gifts or the fruit of the Spirit, patient, kindness, goodness, and I'll mess it up, so I'll stop there. Um, It means I don't have an excuse to be unkind. Because if the Spirit is in me, the fruit of that and perseverance, we all like the fruit of the Spirit, so we get that perseverance part. That one sucks. But it's there. So if we believe, if you you agree with me, that if the Spirit lives in us, we then I'm going to stretch you this morning and tell you that if the Spirit of God lives in you, you also have already the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit are in you. So therefore, you have access to all of these things. And so this morning, I just want you to think that way for a minute. As we start this series and we walk through the gifts of the Spirit, Lord and Savior, so the Spirit of God is in you, you have access to these. It's not for somebody else, it's for you. Can you just put your heart cut or your heart on your hand? Um, put your hand on your heart. Works a little bit better that way. And just say, the gifts of the Spirit, Spirit, are for me. Now, my prayer is that you actually believe that as we move forward. Because when we talk about wisdom, when we talk about knowledge, when we talk about all the gifts of the Spirit, they are meant person. They are meant for you. So 1 Corinthians 12 says this in verse 1. Now concerning the spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away. You were led. Therefore, I therefore make known to you. Let's try that again. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus there are wait, let's start up there for a second. No one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So just everybody for a moment, I don't usually get you talking this much, but let's do it anyway. Everybody for a moment, if you perfect. So I just want you to know, you just spoke by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because you can't say it except by the Holy Spirit. So in case you're wondering, will the Lord, will the Holy Spirit speak through me? He just did by you declaring that the Lord, and that Jesus is Lord. Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but, the same, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, but one and the same Spirit works all these things.
things, distributing them to each one individually as he wills. Spirit. We have to realize and begin to see God in the little things that he does. You have to realize that in the scriptures, when Jesus went somewhere, the Bible tells us that it was by the direction of the Holy Spirit. Even temptation, he was led by the Spirit. It will talk about he was led by the Spirit to go in a direction. How many times in your life do you take time to ask God which way to drive home? Some of us, we get in our car after work and drive in our driveway, and we've had that coma drive, and all we pray is we didn't hit somebody on the way. When was the last time you took a moment to say, God, how do you want me to get home? Traffic jam. Maybe you'll miss an accident. But do we take the time to ask? See, I think it's interesting that when Jesus get somewhere because he was led by the Spirit, many times we just automatically either use our phones or try to figure out in our heads what's the fastest way to get there. When God doesn't want to get you there fast, he wants to get you there the right way. And in our journey in life, we experience this all the time. Where we are trying to get somewhere fast and that route takes longer than what we think is supposed to, but you're learning and growing through it. And it's growing by your faith. I'm amazed when I watch other believers walk through trials in their life. I'm amazed by just watching them in their journey. My faith grows in their journey because of how they persevere through it. Your struggle is actually to help other people grow. The Spirit will lead you if you allow Him. The question is, do we ask? Do we allow Him? We're talking about wisdom. The Baker Encyclopedia of the Bible says this. Wisdom is a capacity of the mind. In the Old Testament, it involves both knowledge and the ability to direct the mind toward a full understanding of human life. Special capacity, necessary for full human living, but one which can be acquired through education and application of the mind. Wisdom is to help us solve everyday problems. Let's take a moment. I've realized probably one thing. is, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you for the presence we felt already in this service. And so, Holy Spirit, as we turn our hearts and our minds to your word, I ask you to hide me behind the cross. Let my words be your words and speak through me, Holy Spirit, this morning. And, Father, we pray for open ears and open hearts for them, Father God. And let us leave this room changed in Jesus' name. How often do we ask for God's help in non-spiritual manners? growing in Christ, we will obviously go to the Lord, but how often do you ask for the Lord's help when you're doing something that's not spiritual? I know, you're all believers, so everything you do is spiritual, but it's... it's... Loosen something, and there was no way it was coming undone. I had two pipe wrenches out, I'm reefing on this thing, and yes, I was turning the right way, I did the lefty-loosey, righty-tighty. I knew what I was... I had it going the right direction, but it wouldn't... I don't know about you dads, but if you're... I'm short, and I'm crunched under this deck, trying to get this thing undone, and it's not working. And I don't know about you, but if you know if you're pulling two pipe wrenches together, and they slip, and I'm trying to get this off, and finally, after struggling and struggling and struggling, I get a brainwave. 
can you really just get this undone for me? I kid you not, I didn't have the pipe wrenches, and I just grabbed the one and grabbed the other, and it came undone. And I'd love to tell you it's because of my pipes, but it wasn't. <laughs> and it just loosened right there on the spot. And I was like, thank you, Lord. Forgive me for not asking earlier. And then later, it's undone, it came undone. I kid you not. How often do we ask for his help in non-spiritual manners? John Bevere, he talks about one of his goals in life was to become a scrap. He started playing golf and he started trying. He said, one of his friends said, you realize God is your father, so he wants you to succeed at all things of a prayer. And while he was golfing, he would ask the Lord, what club should I use? What club should I use? And he lowered his score right down to being a scratch golfer. Say, in your heart, you might not say it out loud, but you're saying it in your head, God doesn't care about sports. Maybe, but he cares about his kids. Quiet on that one. You're right, he might not care if the Leafs ever win a cup again, Carlo. But he cares about his kids. So I don't know if he's, if you're succeeding. He wants to see you do well. He wants to see you. What are we asking for? What are we asking him? Start bringing him into non-spiritual manners in your life. Ask him about work. Do you realize he wants you to succeed at your workplace? He your bosses don't have, and it's not so you can be prideful and say, see, I should be boss. That heart lets you know why God hasn't put you as boss. Ouch. But we're supposed to have. I love the first, in 1 Corinthians 2, it says this, starting in verse 6. However, we speak wisdom among the, those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. Hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for his glory, for our glory. Which, for had they known, they would have not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the thing that's you if you love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For, that, for what man knows the things in him? Even so, not, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely. We also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who, for who has known, but we have the mind of Christ. God has given us the wisdom on how to do things in this world. He is the one that wants us to speak and share wisdom. No eye has seen, no ear has heard. Noah, the vision to build an ark. He didn't just walk up to Noah and say, Noah, I need you to build an ark because I'm going to destroy the world. And then walk away. 
When God plants a vision in your heart, when he tells you a plan to do time. So he tells Noah exactly how to build this ark, exactly the measurements. He, God explains to Noah the length, the width, the height. He tells him how to seal it so it actually floats. You have to realize where Noah was building this ark, there wasn't really water around. And this thing is huge. The understanding, the blueprints that God laid out. Realize this also. When we think about Noah and the ark, we understand the magnitude of what he built and how he got it to float and the understanding of what God showed him. Do you ever wonder the animals? Think about it. When all of a sudden the penguin comes waddling up. He's never seen a penguin. A polar bear. Think of these animals that walk up. Think about you just standing at your house and you're like, oh, a stray kitten. Oh, look, a penguin. Hey, mom, there's a giraffe in the backyard. Think about what God had to show him to prepare this ark to survive for the many, many days that they are on. He will do this in the visions in your life. He will show you the steps as you walk this through. He will show you right down to the detail. Solomon had a dream, and in it God asked him, what? He asked for wisdom. If you read the word of God, you see that Solomon was one of the wisest men that ever lived. People would come not just to learn from him or like get and do it. I think it's when you're reading, the, and he has his dream, and the very next section is where the two ladies come walking in with the one baby. And if you don't know the story, these two ladies, they live together. They both had a baby around the, and the next morning, the one whose baby died, she went in and she snuck in and took her dead baby, put it beside the mom and took the baby that was alive and went back and claimed it as her own. So there before Solomon arguing, now, if you're new to church and you don't know this story, it's about to get really weird. Let's call it what it is. So Solomon's sitting there and he's trying to figure out which mom is telling the truth. And so Solomon gets the wisdom from God to know a true mom would rather see her child with somebody else than see her child dead. And so he can give half to each mom. If that story is new to you, I just totally weirded you out. But the real mom yells out, no, no, leave the child, give it to her. Give the child to her. And Solomon quickly goes, pick up the child and place it with this mom. Because truly this is her baby. Because she would rather see it raised by her than you. Don't threaten kids. <laughs> Clarify that really fast. In the moment when you need to make a tough call, I believe that God speaks to every one of us the heart. Because God will give us stuff. He will give us ideas that will stretch us. That might not make us comfortable, but it's what he needs us to do. And not only needs us, but wants us to do. The next steps to help your business succeed. If you have the ability to tap into this great gift and be led by the Holy Spirit into God's ultimate plan. I believe that the world is waiting and searching for Christ followers, followers who have the wisdom of the Lord to begin to speak for God 
and to be able to share light in such a way that no leave the world is waiting for us to tap into the wisdom of God and to speak into leaders in our world and to share with them a vision that God has to begin to change our society. This world is waiting for men and women of God who have the wisdom of God. He had the wisdom of God. He had a plan and God walked him through it. Daniel helped keep his people safe. He served. He served. If we think of the society we live in and how critical we are of our political leaders today, we, were not, we are not at the moment. He served. He didn't criticize. He served. He prayed. He lifted up. And when he got a vision, he shared it to empower. Joseph developed a plan to store food to survive for seven years of a famine. He led from a position that was given to him. He served in the door and he faithfully stepped through it. Where does God have you in the moment? Does he have you in a prison that you feel you're in a prison? Does he have you in a palace? In both of those places, he's asking us to serve with the wisdom that he gives us. The wisdom that people come looking for and God can cause change because he's working people around you that will help them, and they will know that it's only come from God, and through love will soften their hearts, and we can lead people to Jesus Christ. What's happening in your life right now? That you, what can he help you prepare for, your family or work, that will help solve an issue, but you just have to ask him? You don't think you would bother him with this, but he wants to step in and help you, and all you have to do is ask. What situation in your life right now? And you just have to ask. Ask him. God, I need your wisdom. God, I believe this is the next step, but I'm not sure how to do it. Can you show me how? And he will draw it out for you. Each step. And you just have to be faithful to take that step. As we talk about the gifts of the Spirit, this verse I want to drill home. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 to 3 says, Though I speak with the tongue of sounding brass or a clanging cymbal, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all goodness to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits nothing. As we understand and we can gain the wisdom of God by asking, we can have gifts. But if you look at our float and you see the t-shirts that we wear today that says, Bethel loves Stratford. It's only a nice looking sign. It's only a t-shirt. None of these gifts mean anything unless they're all done in love. If you speak with wisdom, but you do not love, you are the teacher from the peanuts. All your neighbors here. Sorry, I thought I drew that joke out for you. I thought I was going to get a better response. That was kind of a bad one. <laughs> if you do not speak in love, you are a sounding gong. And if I was up here speaking, and the whole time I had Gop on the drums just smashing a cymbal, 
And this is why we drive our neighbors and our loved ones crazy. Because we don't have love. So ask for wisdom, but speak in love. I'll leave you with this verse, James 1.5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. This morning, how? Ask. And the gift of wisdom, you can take an idea and actually put traction to it. Ask. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your presence. We thank you for your love. Lord, for so many of us, we need your wisdom in our life every day. But Father, help us to invite you in to the unspiritual. You want to help us in life in general, Father God. And so, Lord, we give you this week, we give you today. Father, I pray the aroma of Jesus comes with it. And that lives are changed because it doesn't just say Bethel loves Stratford, but they feel that, amen, amen. God bless you. See you tonight. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. I hope that's blessed you and encouraged you. And that you come back and check out next week's message as well.